Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Jeremy Spencer, a.k.a. Devil Daddy from Psychosexual, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. I just wanted to take a minute in this little intro before the intro to give you an update on some of the things we got going on here at today's Boondoggle. And uh, we recently uh, launched a email account so if you have any questions suggestions or comments you're enjoying the show you want to see something different you want to see certain guests on the show you can reach us at today's boondoggle at gmail.com and as you know the coronavirus lockdown has hit a lot of us uh, financially um, boondoggle didn't escape it either and uh, if you want to support us financially so we can get you uh, these interviews that you enjoy each week uh, you can donate to our GoFundMe. There's a, a you get on GoFundMe. Look up today's Boondoggle. We got a GoFundMe that will be ongoing, and um, as well as a Venmo, you can donate. If you use Venmo, go to Venmo domain or uh, today's Boondoggle. And then also there's our Anchor sponsorship on the Anchor app, Anchor.fm. Look up today's Boondoggle, and you can become a monthly sponsor to us there. Uh, as you know, this is a veteran-owned and operated program we got going on here. It's very, been, man, incredibly therapeutic for a guy like myself who, you know, is a veteran with PTSD and anxiety. And, uh, just gets me out there talking with people and gets me out of my comfort zone. And it's been awesome. But uh, it all costs us, you know, to, the travel, accommodations. To, to get to these interviews that you want to hear. So if you can help out anyway, we truly appreciate it. Um, also, please follow us on social media. It's at Today's Boondoggle. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just please follow, subscribe, comment, comment. download the, the episodes. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any of the programs that you use to listen to your podcast. Please, please. Uh, do whatever you can to support us, and hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks. You got Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's boondoggle. And, dude, totally stoked for today's conversation, man, because as I uh, just got done telling this man, this legend, that... uh, my formative teen years as a metalhead, uh, he he supplied the beats that played a big role in it. So I present Charlie Benate from Anthrax, man. What's going on, man? Hey, man. How are you today? I, I'm good. I'm good, man. I, 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 I got to admit, I had butterflies all day because I've just been stoked about, you know, talking with you and just, I mean, 40 years, man. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, um, usually you, when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to get like a little bit of a background though. So 
Like originally, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, originally, I wanted to, well, I wanted to grow up. <laughs> I still haven't <laughs> achieved that yet. Uh, um, but for me, like, ever since I was a uh, little kid, I, my future was pretty much already planned. Uh, uh, this is all I ever wanted to do is just make music and create art. So um, from when I was a little kid to now, I still have that passion for both of those things. That's great, man. And like, I, like what uh, do you think like drove you to keep, uh, you know, to, to stay focused at such a young age on uh, pursuing like uh, art and music? Like when, how old were you? Like, do you remember when you first like heard music and you were like, wow, it just, this is something I want to do. Uh, music was always played in the house because I come from a pretty big family. I was the youngest of five children, um, and I had four older sisters. Um, and we were very close with my cousins, who were three boys. So I was always you know, listening, watching everything that they did, and just absorbing it all. And that's how it was. You know, it's like, like I said, music was played all the time in my house. My mom would play her opera records like Madame Butterfly. And, and, and I, I always remember those records being played on like Saturdays and Sundays. And um, I don't know, it's just, like I said, music was always in the house. And then like, what attracted you to uh, drums? I, I came out, I was born and I was drumming. I, I nothing ever, I never had that experience of, I want to do that. It was just already in me. I came out doing it. And um, it's like, I forget who said it, but uh, like they don't believe in religion or they don't believe in God, but they do believe in God-given talents and people just come out with with, with that. So I, I think, you know, like I said, it was it was all predestined. Nice. And then um, as you got older, like, when did you, like, start getting serious about, like, playing and, like, uh, were you in any uh, other bands in high school prior to Anthrax? And I was in, um, like, when I was going to, to, like, for drum lessons when I was, like, five, um, five, six, seven, that, those are the years where I started to take drum lessons. Um, and the, the school would put uh, all the students in bands and they would do a recital and the band that I got put in was with like older teenagers because I could play and we would play like venture songs and of course Wipeout was one of them and just kind of I felt like I played surf music and here I am from the Bronx you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice and then uh so I mean then as as you got older, you started playing out more. Like, when was it that uh, you guys got together with, with Anthrax and, and you knew you wanted to be, you know, like, take it to the next level? So I was in a couple of bands when I was, like, uh, 15, 16, 17, and I was playing bars in this area um, in the Bronx called City Island. There was, like, you know, little clubs, like uh, bars and stuff like that, and... Um, I would play shows with this with this one band that I was in, and 
then it came time when I wanted to focus more on art and everything like that. So um, I had this discussion with my mom and she was going to send me to this art school. Right around that time, a, f a good friend of mine um, knew of some people in Queens. I was in the Bronx, right over the bridge, right over the Throgsneck Bridge was, was Queens. And they happened to live right on the opposite side of the bridge. And uh, one of those guys happened to be Scott. And um, I had seen Scott and a couple of those guys at shows. We we all liked the same music. So if like, Judas Priest would play, you would see those people there. If Kiss played, you would see those people there. It was that type of thing. So word got out that they, they, they heard about me and their drummer was leaving. And they wanted to know if I would want to come down and audition. Uh, and I said, yeah, let's do it. But I didn't go there. They came to me. So they came to my house and we played a bunch of songs and we were all super stoked. And then later that night, Scott called me and was like, you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Only problem is I had to leave school. Uh, like it was so it was one of those things where I said, all right, this is what I've been dreaming of doing, being in a band, making music, that's that type of stuff. And then that that was it. Um, we would rehearse five, six nights a week. Real, like we were just nonstop. We were so focused and we believed so much in what we were doing and that we just had something to prove, you know? So, um, we, we rehearsed a hell of a lot. And then it came time that we were going to put out a single and we worked with, uh, Ross, the boss who was in this band called Manowar. And Ross really helped us out a lot and helped us to get a deal. And then it just started to go right after that. Sweet. And then, so, you know, here we are like celebrating 40 years now after that, that beginning. And um, I mean, did you ever, I mean, what does it mean to you personally to reach such a milestone? I haven't really processed it all. All I know is we're doing stuff for the 40th anniversary, but I don't really consider myself being in the band that long because um it just doesn't feel that way uh but when i look when i have to look back at it then of course i have to come to the you know the realization that wow we've been doing this for a hell of a long time so um that's when it hits me that it's been a long time doing this but a lot of times you're just having fun doing it and I think that's the part that keeps you young and, and not thinking about the years, you know? So for me, 40 years, okay, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so you got the big uh, live stream concert coming up. Um, yeah. What can fans expect after 40 years of... Uh, well, one we've been, we, we've been practicing a, a, a lot and we wanted to play some songs that we haven't played in a long time and just really focus on the history of the band. I'm, and I'm talking anything from the first album to, of course, our last album. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it, you know, just uh, like I said, we've been busting our asses, we're just working at it. And then we're going to play our first show thursday in wisconsin it's a big festival and the next day bam you know we do that so it's exciting 
Nice. And then, I mean, what are some of the things that like still blows your mind, you know, I mean, after playing a part of, or that you've experienced, <laughs> you know, for during these 40 years? We've been doing the, the, the series of like these little mini documentaries and some of the people, some of the guests uh, that are on it talking about us in, in, in such a great way it kind of it kind of makes me emotional sometimes to be like, wow, you're telling us that we did something that you like, like, wow, that's completely blows my fucking head, you know. Um, the other day we put out one, and Keanu Reeves is in it, and um, Keanu Reeves is such a, a an awesome dude. He's just like, and I, I mean to say dude, but like the way you know, like a Bill and Ted type of thing, but. That could, <laughs> That, that guy is just such a genuine human being. And like, he's been to a bunch of shows. And one of the shows that I was just, I almost stopped playing because I was like, oh my God, Keanu is in the pit with a suit on. And and he was just going crazy. And it just made John me Wick so in happy. The pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't fuck with John Wick in the pit. Um, <laughs> so that's the type of person that he is. He's in in the moment. That's awesome. Like, um, so going back, like, what are some personal goals that you had for yourself during these 40 years that you were able to attain? Okay, so earlier I spoke about music and art. And those are the two things that I did well. And I, I knew how to do that. Um, so I said that what I wanted to achieve, I wanted to achieve uh, a, a really good level of, um, I, I, like, as far as music goes, I want to get signed to a record label. I want to make records. I want people to listen to our records. I want people to understand what we're doing as far as when it comes to, you know, making music and, and the whole genre, you know, because sometimes uh, heavy metal bands, people would, would look at us as like, ah, yeah, it's not, you know, back in the day, I mean, look at us as like, oh, it's heavy metal, you know, it's not like real. And then there came a time when it became real because it was dominating, you know, the, the, the music scene globally. Um, once that happened, I feel like we were definitely respected more. Um, and the other thing I wanted to do with my art is combine the ideas that I had in my head with the music. So it gave me a chance to work with the record company art departments and come up with uh, album covers and and make uh, you know the sleeves and every piece of production I was involved in. And that's the one thing that I'm most proud of is creating music and creating art and doing both of them, you know, uh, you know, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm old school, so I'm I'm one of those people that still liked getting the the CDs or the album, have the physical copy. You know, not just to listen to the music and enjoy the music, but also like reading, looking at the artwork, reading the liner notes. You know, it's I mean, it's yeah, so it's important cute. to me because the days of me sitting in my room and listening to whatever band it was. But just looking at the cover, turning it over, reading everything about it, um, you know, taking out the sleeve. And if you're lucky enough, the band had had enough money to put 
uh, you know, a nice sleeve together. And uh, it was important. And then sometimes they'd have a gatefold and sometimes it opened up into three, you know. I remember back back when I was at my cousin's house back in the day, he had an, uh, a live album from Yes. And this thing opened into three panels. And I was just like, what the hell is this, you know? And I just miss those days. And I think our, a lot of our fans and a lot of hard rock metal fans really want that too. They, um, they don't want to just stream something. They want to sit back, read something. Let's read along with the lyrics and maybe get a better understanding of the song. Uh, and you can't do that nowadays you know because it's always this big how the hell am i supposed to you know yeah i've always been like a big lyric fan too you know it's like you know it's it's like reading a story it takes you on a journey you got the theme music playing in the background you're reading along with it and uh i mean kind of like reading a comic book or graphic novel which you guys have just recently done as well good segue (laughs) (laughs) um Yes, we have. We released uh, the graphic novel, um, Z2 Comics. They put it out and it came out amazing. I mean, everything about it, man, from the cover to the back cover, it's just, it's everything that I wanted, you know? And the best part about it is I, uh, you know, myself and the rest of the band got to contribute to this and uh, I was so happy to do a piece of art for it. That was one of the things. That was another thing I always want to do is, you know, create a, a comic book. Yeah, I mean, I see your your Joker in the background there. And, uh, you know, I, I know you're a big uh, comic book fan as well. I, uh, man, I have like, like you said, I collect, I have boxes still of CDs and albums and stuff. And I have boxes of comic books and graphic novels. I mean, that was just my childhood, man. And I feel like these kids are missing out so much today. I think that, I think we have to look at it as though it's like their generation. So what is it that they have uh, maybe 20 years from now, you know, the things that they use would be completely obsolete and be onto something else. And they'll be like, Oh man, when I was your age, we used to stare at YouTube. We used to, <laughs> we used to go on Snapchat all the time, you know? So I think the thing about the thing that we love, um, like I was so happy to, when, when vinyl got a resurgence. Yeah. Because I always, I always loved, you know, vinyl like, and I always talk about this the smell when you open it up and it's just man you, you just don't get that experience anymore you know so I kind of feel bad for some kids too hey, hey baby. baby this is Double D also Double known D. as Dream Daddy and I gotta tell y'all something about our new sponsorship here at today's Doggo. And the name is Dream Nutrition. So if you're looking to empower your human vitality, well then you come to the right place. With over 12 years of combined experience in cannabinoids and terpene products, Dream Nutrition products include CBD oils, patches, protein. 
protein, and so much more. The endocannabinoid system is believed to have involvement in regulating physiological and cognitive processes, including the immune system, appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and in mediating the pharmacological effects of cannabis. Support this veteran-owned and operated company today, and today's Boondoggle fans will receive 10% off their orders when using the promo code BOONDOG10 at checkout. That's B-O-O-N-D-O-G-10 at checkout. So go to the link. That's DreamNutrition.com forward slash discount forward slash Boondog10. And remember, Dream is not spelled like Dream Daddy. It's spelled D-R-E-E-M. And start saving today because you deserve to feel your best. And you know that's right. So tell them Dream Daddy and your friends from today's Boondog sent you. Yeah, I uh it'll be something else. Yeah. I uh like I said, man, I mean I got some a comic book collection I go through and it'd be like, you know, some of these are worth a lot of money. It's like people with baseball cards and you put them in a you know a case and protect them and stuff, but I needed to open it up and read, man. I needed to go on that adventure, you know, All even right. if it cost a little cost me a little bit. And that was like the same thing with the albums, but uh um more a little bit more on your graphic novel like how did that come to be who's whose idea was that and like uh well like who- i mean for years now i've been trying to put a comic book together that told the story of our last uh three album covers and um every time i really get motivated to do it something else happened that just sidetracked me and i had to do something else during COVID, like pretty much in the beginning of it, um, I don't know if Josh Bernstein from Z2 Comics maybe read uh, one of the interviews I did or heard something, but he approached us to do the Among the Living album as a graphic novel, not necessarily take this each song and the lyrics for the song, but take the title for each of the songs and have someone else write a completely new story about uh, of it. That was intriguing. I love that idea. I'm like, that could be really great. So we put a list together of uh, some of the people that we would love to get to, to contribute to this. And lo and behold, they all agreed to do it. And we were just like, this is going to be awesome. So, I mean, you have Rob Zombie, you have Corey Taylor, you have Gerard and Mikey Way from My Chemical Romance, you have Joe Troman um, from Fallout, or you have Brian Posehn, uh, and all these amazing artists also contributing to this. Um, now, on the song, I Am The Law, Scott took the lyrics, I mean, Scott wrote the, um, the story for it, and I did the cover for it, uh, the artwork. And uh, I think Frankie wrote a, a story and Joey contributed to. So like I said, it was a such a complete like uh, band effort, plus all of our friends who also uh, uh, just did so much for it too. So it came out amazing. Yeah, I, I, I got to check out some of it, man. It's great. I'm definitely gonna order the uh, hard copy and everything because add that to my collection. 
You have to. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, like speaking of that, like uh, I mean, who's who's like the biggest comic book fan in the band? Would you say? I would say Scott is the biggest comic book fan. Yeah. Yeah. And then, what are you, a Marvel or DC guy? Well, I'm more I'm more Marvel, but there's still my love of some of that DC stuff too. You know. Yeah, with I seen that with the Joker in the background. So. <laughs> yeah, Bat Batman. You know. I don't know, man. It's, it's a it's a it's a tough one, but of course, Marvel Marvel dominates everything now. Oh yeah, they killed it with the movies for sure. I thought. Yeah, I think they're killing it too much. I think they should ease up on it. <laughs> <laughs> Every month there's another movie coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then, like, who's some of your? I mean, you're you big into art and everything too. Like, do you have any like favorite comic book artists that you like to collect their stuff and follow? I like, I like Bernie Wrightson. Um, I always loved his stuff. I mean, going back to the older days of like the Jack Kirby's and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, a lot of those guys that came later on, I, I thought were, were, were really doing something special. Um, uh, but for the most part, I always go back to, like I said, Bernie Wrightson, Brian Bolin, um, a lot of those, uh, the Jim Lee's and, and those people who just, I don't know, they, they drew the character in a certain way that uh, it just totally attracted my eye. You know, it, it got my eye there. So um, those are still some of the guys that I, I, I think paved the way, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to go backtrack a little bit to uh, your forty-year career. Now, um, you know, in, in the in the music business, I hear that you you make a lot of acquaintances. But who are some like real like friends that you've made that have lasted through the years? Um, you know, uh, uh, Chris Jericho is a good friend of mine. Um, uh, just a, a lot of bands that, um, Alex Solnick is a good friend of mine from Testament, uh, throughout this whole COVID thing. Um, a lot of my friends became closer like him, uh, Ra from suicidal, uh, D from run DMC. Um, of course my band and ex members of, of our band, I'm still very close with, you know, John Tempesta from the cult. I mean, I still consider these people just very, very, very near and dear to, to my heart. Yeah. And, and uh, speaking of like, I mean, during the COVID lockdown and stuff, I mean, you, like many of us were like just dealing with cabin fever and just uh, battling with the, all the uncertainty that was going on in the world. But uh, you decided to focus on your creativity and uh, the album Silver Linings was born with some of the artists you just mentioned. You want to talk more about that? Well, the, the Silver Linings record, which, which came out May 14th, was, was never intended on being put out on any uh, CD, vinyl, or anything. It was just basically something that snowballed through the COVID uh, pandemic um, when I asked a couple of my friends to help 
make some songs and we would just uh, being creative. And like I said, it just snowballed into something else. And I'm so happy that that happened because it took me out of my depression um, during the COVID uh, crisis. And I'm very grateful to all those people who uh, played on it. I'm very grateful for, for all those people who watched it, listened to it, and now have purchased it. And, you know, a portion of the, of the sales um, goes, goes to put um, instruments in kids' hands, which I, I was very, very, you know, I'm very sad when I always hear about uh, uh, in schools, the first thing that get cut from the budgets is always the music and the art programs. Um, and for me, when I was a young kid, if those things got cut when I was in school, I don't know if, you know, I would be doing what I'm doing right now because that really helped me uh, in school because uh, it gave me something to focus on other than the daily curriculum, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, you brought up a good point. Like, I mean, getting together, I mean, you know, uh, you're dealing with depression and it, this this creativity became like a therapy for you guys. And I can relate, man. I mean, I'm, you know, I struggle with you know, like anxiety and PTSD and I, I uh, you know, just even bef before lockdowns and stuff like that. And I started doing this podcast as a way to get me out of my comfort zone to start communicating with people more and, and uh, as a form of therapy for myself. So it had to be a, a blessing to have all those people to call in and have like group, basically group therapy sessions creating. <laughs> well, because the thing was, you know, um, I felt in, in lack of a better word, I mean, we're entertainers, you know, and we write music, we play music, you know, we do all this stuff, but more so or less, we're also out there entertaining. And when people come and see you, they want a, a night away from all the bullshit, you know, they want to come and just hear metal, they want to move, they want to have a drink or two, they want to take their lady, they want to take their son, they want to take whoever, and they just want to forget about everything else and just enjoy it. And for me, making these videos, I think, I mean, I know that's what a lot of people would write me. Thank you for doing this. It takes a dark day and it makes it a bit brighter. So I totally understood what they, what they meant by that, you know, because it was helping me. Yeah, no, I get that completely. And like, uh, if you were to take those songs and that project and uh, took it on the road, is there one particular one that you would really love to play before a live audience? Um, we talked about this too. I mean, uh, the guys who were on the, all the Rush songs, um, we want to go out and do a show of just the Rush stuff. Um, so I could see that happening. Sweet. Yeah, I, I thought you guys nailed it, man. <laughs> Oh, thank you. One of my favorites. And, um, yeah, yeah. And um, so I know we, we, we're short on time. I wanted to ask you a few of the questions that I uh, normally ask guests when I have them on. Um, sure. Is there a particular song 
that you feel has inspired you in life that you can always go back to when you're going through a, a, a downtime or a rough time that picks you up? Uh, there's a song by the Beatles called uh, Getting Better. Um, and of course, it's it's getting better all the time, you know? And uh, it's it's funny how Paul says, you know, it's getting better all the time. And then John's line is, it couldn't get much worse. Um, so that's something to always think about. It's getting better, you know? Today is just a moment. Tomorrow will be different. Yeah. And um, you, you'd mentioned, you know, the, the arts and the music programs in schools. Is there like a particular class that you feel should be mandatory before graduating high school today? Oh, yes. Art. Art, art, art. I don't even care if you don't know how to uh, draw, or, or draw or use a paintbrush. Just express yourself in that way. Uh, because there's a lot of artists out there. When I look at their art, I'm like, really? You know, but it's it's from them. It's how they express themselves. So you don't have to be an amazing artist, you know? It's just what you see and how you put it on canvas or a piece of paper. That's That to me is, uh, is the most important thing. Gotcha. And then out of the 40 years, this might be a hard one, but out of all those years of being on the road, is there a particular band that you've had the most fun with on the road? Wow. There's been quite a few bands that I've had a lot of fun with, so it's hard to pinpoint that one. Um, the last couple of tours that we've been doing, we were on this whole package with us, Slayer, uh, Lamb of God were on it, and um, I had a good time on those. They were they were during the summer months, and I must say, it was like being at a camp, but metal. <laughs> nice metal, metal camp. camp. <laughs> <laughs> and then, who's uh, three people who have inspired you, or you can credit for making you the person you are today? My mom, the Beatles, and. I would probably say, man, this is a tough one. Uh, it's a cross between either Disney or like, uh, it's not one person in, person in the horror genre that I could pick. So um, it, it's that's a, that's a hard question, but I would say like either a Disney or a horror, um, you know, someone in that genre. Gotcha. And then you'd mentioned the, uh, with the Silver Linings album, that uh, the portion of the proceeds were going to... Um, that... Neil, Neil Casals. He, he, uh, he's the one guy that takes, uh, takes instruments and puts it in kids' hands. So that's the one thing that was, that was pretty important to me. And... Um, Okay, so, I'm I'm getting another call. <laughs> all right, uh, one last uh, thing then, and then we'll get ready and wrap up. Um, any message that you have for our military members currently serving overseas? Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, I have to say this: um, there's been many situations where we'll play somewhere that's close to a military base, and we'll get a lot of uh, soldiers coming down and. 
We, we always take the time to talk to them because what they're doing is way more important than a lot of what a lot of people do. And it's just, um, I just always applaud them for their bravery and their dedication. And, and, and that's the truth, bravery and dedication to this country. And don't forget it. That's what, that's what being a patriot is, not this other bullshit that you people want to say. That's the real deal right there. Yeah, I agree. Gotcha. Uh, okay, so like real quick then before I let you go, I know we got the uh, the streaming concert coming up. We promoted that. Um, um, but you mind cutting a promo ID for me before I let you go real quick? Absolutely. Yeah, just introduce yourself and you're listening to today's boondoggle. Oh, that's easy. Hey, everybody, this is Charlie from Anthrax, and you are listening to today's boondoggle. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for this time. It was an honor, man, to talk to you. Um, and, man, we could go on and on about comic books and, and all that stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to do a part two sometime. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. And uh, next time, maybe we'll have more time to do this. Sounds good, man. Take care. Bye, bro. Have a great night.
temperature hot pocket so I know. <laughs> room temperature. <laughs> Had to be room temperature. You didn't want it too hot. That's my survival you know? food on the tug, you know. I always keep Cut the one end off and there you go. Because if you forget lunch or something, really? you get stuck out there. It's like the flashlight. Hot pocket, the microwave. I don't think the hillbilly ever, version. I've never had a hot pocket in my life. Hot pocket in the microwave will save your life. It tastes hot. Or a bowl of ramen noodles. Oh, ramen noodles. Ramen noodles are on there too. You, you ever try that? They never go bad. You have a year's yeah. worth of sodium in like one well, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Problem with those ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah, that's all. You know? I tell you what. Well, how many man, other? How many so other of you have a case of MREs in your garage? Just in case. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good. It's the stuff that will like last after the apocalypse, so you know. It's like MREs. Good for 20 years. The lights go out. All of a sudden, I got heat. You have yeah. the heater pads oh, with them? Right. Yeah, yeah, the ones, the ones oh, you can blow up bottles like and send them yeah. float yeah. to the next boat yeah. behind anyway, you. Anyway, the doctor put me on this thing. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondoggle. Music and Tattoo Festival returns September 10th, 11th, and 12th, 2021 with Slipknot, Rob Zombie, and the highly anticipated return of Mudvayne, Mastodon, A Day to Remember, Hailstorm, Chevelle, plus 50 more bands and 70 tattoo artists, Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. Get your single day and weekend passes now at incarceration.com. Thank you for listening once again to today's Boondoggle Radio Show. Please be sure to check out our website, DomainCLE.com or Today'sBoondoggle.com for more shows and check out our archives. Follow us on social media at Today's Boondoggle on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for more information about this podcast. And please support us on www.anchor.fm forward slash today's boondoggle as well as on our GoFundMe and Venmo. Be sure to subscribe, comment, download, and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, and all the other podcast platforms out there. Please email us with any questions, suggestions, and comments via today's boondoggle at gmail.com. 
Leave us some five-star reviews and help spread the word. Thanks again for listening. for tuning into this week's edition of today's boondoggle domain cleveland entertainment is a veteran owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans you can find interesting interviews music news entertainment information and just about everything else in between thank you again for tuning into the show here at domain cleveland <laughs>